For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. Live from the ESPN Madison studio. This is Scalzo and Brust, presented by Bud Light on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. Woo! I'm Ben Brusk. Greg Scalza will be with me shortly here. It's good to be back in Madison on the Capitol Square. The number today, 844-770-3776, if you want to celebrate with me. Because we're celebrating a victory, not just for me, not for the Scalzo and Brusk family, but for all of mankind. Let's go, Strofe. Earlier today, I arrived in Madison around noon, and Jesse the Hall Monitor Nelson, our bowling extraordinaire, he's called PBA Bowling Events. He's got a wheel bag that he brings in, spare ball, shoes, a 299 game. We made a wager together in which the loser is going to have to wash the other's car in the summer in a swimsuit. Hand washed, mind you. So Jesse was talking a lot of crap. He goes, I'll spot you 22 and a half pins. So we go to Boulevard on the east side. I want to give them a good shout out. They were great. Great to me and Jesse. G, what do you think happened? Alex G running the show here. Now, I know what happened. You know what happened. I know what happened. He spotted me 22 and a half, and I wiped that nerd clean. Woo! Clean. Clean, clean, clean. 222 to 195. Now, the best part about this is when we got to the lanes, Jesse was feeling himself. He walked in with his chest out. We pulled up to the front desk, and my my bowling shoes recently broke. So I needed to get shoes. It was unlimited hour for a certain amount of dollars. It was like 25 bucks. Jesse goes, oh, I got this. Don't worry. This, this one's on me. I got this. Because he's, he's feeling sweet. He's like, this is my sport. This is what I do. He also brought his... 299 trophy, which is embarrassing in my opinion. If you have a trophy, as we welcome Greg Scalzo into the program, if you have a trophy for bowling that says congratulations on your 299, that's just a reminder that literally on the last frame, you choked. You had a chance at a perfect game, and he choked. And so I reminded him as times went on, and we're going to get some audio, I believe, uh, right, G? Working on it. Yeah, not now, but we're going to have some audio from... Jesse and I being mic'd up during this event. I beat him straight up, and he was laying me pins. Well, what's interesting uh, is that you don't even need audio. I had a nice private conversation with him earlier in the ESPN Madison studio where we sit. 
And he, I'm like, you're giving him how many pence? 22. And he goes, yeah, I would have given him up to 37 pence. Ha! He said he would have given you up to 37. Could not be more confident. Uh, Brad Nortman, who was on Rutledge and Hamilton today, or as they called it, BAM, um, with Brad, Alex Strofe, and Molly Brown. Oh, that's a, it could be a new local show here. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, and, and Brad was in there, and he asked Jesse, wait, who's the better bowler? And Jesse goes, ah, like, he like, he like dis- oh, dismissed I mean, I'm, me. I'm definitely, I'm definitely the better bowler. And... He said on any given day he could walk in cold and shoot a 175, but usually shoots around 200. You blew it out of the water. What'd you shoot today? 222? 222 with uh, a turkey off the off the top. I don't know what that means, so a lot of people probably don't. Uh, three strikes. So if you get three strikes in a row, it's a turkey. It was turkey gobble, time, gobble. I was gobbling on the mic. So the best part was is to see Jesse's confidence from the time that he walked in the building to picking up the tab, oh, I got this, to, oh, this is this is going to be a good match, to he never had a chance the entire time watching his confidence dwindle to the point where he At was, what point did he know he was going to lose to you? Like what? What do we call him? What? Uh, the hall monitor? No, no, no. It's not hole. It's not, is it set? What set? Frame. frame. What frame? Thank you. I know there's a specific word for it. I'm not a bowler. Pat on the back to me. Did not grow up in Wisconsin. Uh, what frame did you see it in his face that he knew he was going to lose? On the seventh frame, I bowled my third strike in a row. So I went three strikes in a row to start, a nine and open, and then three strikes in a row again <laughs> to get to the couple, 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 couple. Jesse on the seventh frame had a seven, but it was a split. And it was two on the left side, one on the right. And I said, I, I bet you a grand you don't pick it up. And, of course, he didn't pick it up. And that was the point in which I knew he was toast. You broke Cause, him Because right when I there. said, when, guess, what I, guess what he said when I said, I bet you a grand you don't pick it up. He goes, I'm only going for the two on the left. Ooh, yeah. And that's when I was like, I broke that little wiener. He's done. Final score. 222 for Team Scalzo and Brust. This is for the family. This is for all of mankind. Jesse? 195. 195 for Team Wilde and Tau. And, and, the, and the agreement was that we had, he had played in an eight tap tournament. And I think that's just like a weird bowling tournament or whatever where all you got to do is hit eight pins and it's a strike. He did that in February. We both hadn't touched the ball in over a year other than uh, Bobby Portis' event where I maybe bowled. You know, five throws. We warmed up with two frames each, and then we were ready to go. So it was equal. We both hadn't played in a while, but just watching that little weasel lose made my day. 844-770-3776, the number today, as Ben and I are in Madison, 844-770-3776 to get into the show. You could call us there, you could text us there, um, but a victory for all as the universe corrects itself. Ben Bruss wiping the floor with Jesse Nelson. I don't think people realize, <clears throat> we make fun of you for a lot of things. When it comes to athletic competition, like Ben does have another gear in him that you find in highly successful athletes. Um, and people, I think, were surprised in the GKB Pickleball League that you take it as seriously as you do. I'm a gym teammates, class hero. I hear teammates complaining that you don't play pickleball the right way. You target the weakest opponent and just die, drive in on them, as you did with your girlfriend in one match. Weak backhand. 
And uh, and I don't think people recognize the importance of that when you're going up against, like, look, Jesse's a great bowler. Not necessarily the competitor or the history of competitive athletics that you have. Wait till you see the video when it comes out. When he lines up to bowl, and I'm going to do the motion for you so you can see, he would stand like this, and he would do like a double knee bend. And I, the first time I saw that, I was like, he's done. He's done. He's like he doesn't like he's not locked in. He's just like trying. I mean, to... the other difference is Jesse's going to come uh, meet us in studio. We'll break down the match further at five o'clock. If Ben lost that, Ben would never ever hear the end of it. What? Well, no, hear the end of it? But you would never be in a position where you were like laughing about it and willing to go onto a show. If that if that match was at eight a.m. and they asked you to go and will the Intaushin person. You might have done it, but you'd be pretty PO'd about it. I probably would have not made great content yeah. at all. I would just would have been like, like you would actually would have been mad. I'm doing this so I don't get fined. Now, meanwhile, Ben Brust has like got battles all over the place, all up and down the ESPN Wisconsin lineup. Uh, one with Jesse Nelson that he won today, but Mark Jumara. Chewy went back at you. Uh, Jen Gabe and Chewy mornings, 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee, to celebrate the Bucks winning 16th straight, which they did last night on the back end of a back-to-back. Smoked the magic. Smoked the magic. Like me versus Jesse Now it's and the bowling. magic, so you kind of expect it. But at some point— Jesse's Disney. He's Orlando. Fair. Giannis took a charge. Impressive. Uh, and 16 meant that Ben Bruss this morning was putting up 16 uh, reps of what I thought was 175. He told me was 155 and actually ended up being 165, which is confusing for even me because you told me 155. I told the world 175. I asked my trainer, you ended I was up like, doing what's, what's a good amount for me that I, that I can accomplish, but it also be hard. And so Ben Bruss put up 16 reps at 165. Talked a little smack on Real Twitter. Reps. Here's what Mark Chumura had to say in response. Well, I want to no point wa- out something. No wonder Ben could never shoot because his elbows are blasted from doing full reps on the bench. I also want to point out the grip that Chewy had on the video yesterday. You had a tight grip, man. Like, most people go wider. Like, the video that Ben put out it's on his Twitter account is, is wider. Like, you came. Like, you were tight, man. Well, Gabe, tight... let me ask you a question. Yeah. When you block a defensive end, yeah, you where are your inside, arms? Yeah. Keep the hands tight. There you go. That's awesome, ben Chewy. Has to guard people like this, so he keeps his hands really wide. <laughs> He's got a guard. He's doing the guard. basketball <laughs> defense. You got a bounce pass around me. <laughs> I love ripping To be clear, we're not making so. this football versus basketball. We're oh, we are. It. But if we were, it turns turns out. Yeah, that's the direction are. it's heading. <laughs> Chewie oh. knows he's so beat right now for his half reps that he literally said, this is how I blocked. When's the last time he played football? 30 years ago? He's still working out to block a defensive end as a tight end? What is he doing? Well, I mean, I'll say this. like, If that's how you've always benched, that's how you're going to continue to bench. You can still make fun of him for the half reps or whatever, but like, I, I could see... That's how he's, he's been He's a trained. muscle-bound meathead working his buys and tries. That's why he did close grip, because he doesn't know how to actually do a bench press. He doesn't. And so he's deflecting, oh, football, basketball. I'm furthering myself. He's just living in the past like a Green Bay Packer Hall of Famer who can't let go to his successes and how he used to have inside grip and nice leverage when he was blocking a defensive end. 
Well, he didn't stop there. He continued, and I believe you, Nick. I believe he gave you a new nickname, Ben. Here is Chewy from Jen Gabe and Chewy Mornings, ninety four five ESPN, Milwaukee. Look, coat hanger boy. <laughs> okay. When you're working out with your personal trainer, you might want to include some upright rows because your shoulders look like a model for a coat hanger. Okay. It's a great. Well, okay. let's develop a new coat hanger. Well, let's get Ben back in here. <laughs> let's make a mold of his shoulders, his trapless shoulders, basketball boy. Yeah, he he. he are you that kidding much. me? In what world? <laughs> and maybe there are a few exceptions to this, but in what world would a basketball player outlift a football player? Never. Kicker, I mean, LeBron. Never. Uh, like again, you could come up with a. Yeah. Yeah, I LeBron bet. versus Pat O'Donnell. Or Mason Crosby. Uh, or any special. But do that, does that count? How many you say times, aren't football players. How, I'd like to ask, how many times do you think Ben could do 225? Ben? As many as Chewy did with those half reps. Could you do, fif- could you do 15 half reps no, at 225? I, look, 225 is what they put up on the combine. I, I'm working towards getting stronger, but I'm also not trying to look like Chewy where I can't turn left or right because my <laughs> neck and my tries and my buys are too big. He's like Zoolander, he can't turn left? Yes, uh, but what, due to different reasons. What? Um, <laughs> what uh, how many times can you put up 225? I could do it three times. Three times. But, like, that's really good for my body weight. I weigh 195, 200. Nobody, you don't have to be so defensive with me. Here. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm merely asking the question. I'm a I'm not. journalist here. My, I'm just my, trying to find the answer. My favorite part is I know I got Chewy hurt inside because he turned to the, oh, the basketball coat hanging guy. Coat like, hanger boy is pretty funny. Yeah, it's funny, but he, all, all he has is going to, like, he's a basketball player. He's a wimp. I'm a tough football guy. I have inside leverage on my arms. Cool. I feel Thank like we you. need. Uh, I, fi- I feel like we need a uh, a brass chewy competition. Alex G. We got Joshy too, right? Joshy's on the show right now. Yeah. What's up, Josh? We I can't mean, he's see just, him. He's but... just hanging out. Like, what's the competition I'm for? I'm looking at Ben. What's the competition for? Uh, <laughs> for Chewy and Ben. I have no idea how do what 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 does Chewy do that Ben does? Like, well, what's weird Chewy is that, like has... he's obviously stronger and bigger than you, which you're willing to admit, right? Yeah, I'm not an idiot. He can crush my skull. We've done the Are You Smarter Than competition. I think as we're well, one and right? one in that, and I, like I'm not gonna lie, well, like, neither yeah. of you guys are really very, uh, I would say, boastful <laughs> of your intellect, uh, mathletes by any measure. <laughs> So I feel like it has to be a physical competition. Maybe we should just straight up do a decathlon with Ben and Chewy. Beer mile? No, like make up 10 events that each yeah, measures. I, I like it. Basic athleticism. Beer mile's good. The Bud Light mile. Mm-hmm. We'll what? figure it out. Yeah. 844-770-3776. Call with any ideas. Ben versus Chewy. What's the competitions? 844-770-3776. That is the number to get into the show. Uh, we will get to some Packers conversation. Brandon Marshall with the inside scoop. And would you want DeAndre Hopkins? It is Scalzo and Ross presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light.
Friends battling on all sorts of fronts right now. So we've got a Grateful Dead Thursday here on Scalzo and Brust. Alex G running the show at the ESPN Madison Studios downtown off the Capitol Square. Joshy DiMaggio back at the Gruber office, uh, Law Offices. One call, that's all studios. Uh, at the 3rd Street Market, Alty Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. Myself, Greg Scalzo, Ben Brust, and you, the Scalzo and Brust family. 844-770-3776. That is the ESPN Wisconsin talking text line for today. Um, and we've got Ron in the key on our talking text line. We're presented by Bud Light. Rod in the key. Uh, ben Brust wiped the floor with uh, Jesse Nelson earlier today in their bowling matchup, but it seems like him and uh, Chewy are currently at war. How are we going to settle it? Uh, first of all, I'd have lost money. I'd have put a lot of money on Jesse and bowling uh, over Ben, so glad I didn't oh, see, get that. I value on the money line, I baby. I would have put so much money on Ben on this. Like, this is this is the stuff Ben will thrive at. So, in regards to him and Chewy, I mean, like, he already beat him on his own segment. So, the, like, Yeah, the, but I beat him last time, the, so we're one and smartest. one. Well, then that's got to come back. But, like, so for listing... You can, you know, if there's ways to normalize this. You can do percent of body weight, and then that solves it. But you guys need content. The problem there is you're, it's going to be hard to get Chewy to actually do anything. Um, so I don't know if you could, but you go someplace where neither, neither of them have done. Swimming. You have, is it, is it uh, Nip G that's now the professional Frisbee player? Yeah, You have is. them each run routes ca- Rouch catching a catching a a, a frisbee. It's a little unfair. Batter. I mean, Chewy's um, in his fifties. What about like? Are there modern like American gladiator sort of places or like American ninja warrior places where these guys could? I feel like Joe Thomas probably is an American ninja Thank warrior for the call. set in his yard, don't you? Like, I think Joe Thomas did American Ninja Warrior. He did. Yeah. That's kind of why I'm saying. Like, I feel like he would have just... I feel like it's got to be one of those sort of all-encompassing. It takes, like, athleticism, but also strength. Uh, Take the brains out, and that's perfect. Yeah, well, for yeah. I mean, I, I, it's what I mean. Like, American Gladiator, old school. You remember those? Of course. That's, American- I mean, ESPN Classic used to be an unbelievable uh, late-night American Gladiators TV show. In case you missed it, Ben Brost uh, dominated Jesse Nelson as as uh, Johnny from Madison chimed in. Uh, they said, "Does this mean you actually won by forty because he spared you twenty two pins?" Yes. I beat him by twenty two pins outright. You beat him by twenty seven pins out. Twenty seven. Yeah. So you beat him by actually forty nine pins. <laughs> Uh, and, and actually, if you want to take it a step further, because in confidence, he told you that he would spot me how much? 37? So 37 plus 27, 64 pins. Brett and Eau Claire says, okay, guys, how does UW become victorious like Ben? The Badgers tonight, a big one at the Kohl Center. Big time Benny Badger will be in attendance as uh, Wisconsin takes on the fifth-ranked Purdue Boilermakers uh, with their tournament berth kind of hanging in the balance they need magic i'll tell you that much and that's never a good thing like i've been thinking about this right like all right they're four point dogs like this is this is a normal game i don't care who the team is right purdue's shown that they're beatable they've they've slid a couple of games here recently when you come to the cole center 
I usually am pretty confident, but the fact that when Iowa came in here, Rutgers came in here, the Badgers were like pickums or one point favorites. Now Purdue, they're plus four. Like it's hard for me to come up with a scenario in my head in which they beat Purdue because they have a seven foot four monster. And what do the Badgers have that's different than any other team in college basketball? I guess Connor Asesian's a good freshman, but again, a freshman's going to play as a freshman sometimes. Zach Eadie's the National Player of the Year prime candidate. So, in a massively weak year, though. That's what, but, but my point is, in a massively weak year, this should be when Badgers are thriving in home games against a weak Big Ten that somehow is going to get nine teams in. But when I look at this game, I'm looking at betting the under for tonight. Like, Purdue, Wisconsin, ugly, slow... No one, neither team can really shoot that well. Um, so I'm betting the under and rooting for the Badgers. And it's never a good thing when I'm just saying, uh-oh, like I'm not that confident. I just want to root for the Badgers. So that's my answer, and I think that tells the story. Mike the Postman chimes in 844-770-3776. His pie-eating contest. I don't think that accomplishes what we're looking for. I think I'd watch it, but I don't know if it accomplishes what we're looking for. No, like he's he's big. He's got. I'm sure he can throw down like 40 wings in one sitting. He doesn't strike me actually as like a big eater. Like Chewy's super healthy. He's always got the massive water jug and like different things in there. He doesn't strike me as like a big eater. Yeah, different things in there for sure, like steroids. Go classic hot dogs, weenies. A weenie eating cont- contest. Yeah. Is it, like, again, Jesse th- Nelson might win that. <laughs> Skeeter chimes in, says, number of reps benching body weight seems fair. Is that fair? I don't know if that's how it works. I don't think that's fair because Chewy, I'm guessing, probably weighs 250 of More. just solid muscle. Solid muscle mass. 260? Yeah. It, and I, I have to do 200. Like That seems like you've got the advantage on that. I actually still think he's got the advantage. You see how he half repped those 225s? Uh, Eric from Wanakee says, I like what you're thinking, Greg. Billy Madison style. Uh, straight that's, on that's, that's, where my, that's where my head's at. Like, There's some baking in there, a baking competition, a chili making competition, I think a 100 meter to, dash. I think we need this to be something mile. we can do all within one, uh, one fell swoop. I don't think. Josh, you tell me how much it would be logistically to coordinate multiple baking and cooking contests within a decathlon. It would be nearly impossible. If we want Chewy to do any of this, it has to all take place in about an hour period of time in the middle of a What a diva! I don't think that's necessarily true. I think we could get it for more than an hour, but we have to spoon-feed it to him and make it nice and easy. Golly, these professional athletes are such babies. You're a former professional athlete yourself. Watch it. Yeah. Oh, don't talk about G. G. <laughs> don't make me be mean. I was gonna say because I have some G, ammo. And G, I'm, G might end up actually winning this decathlon if he were to participate. I'll throw my hat in the ring. Prime of his career. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. There's something about G that I'm jealous about right now. He's at the prime of his life. He's playing professional frisbee. He's got luscious hair. He's got a scrunchie in his hair. Do you know how cool you have to be to rock a scrunchie in your hair? You know, the ones that, like, you know, typically your girlfriend wears? G's rocking that, and he's looking sexy. Ears pierced, three nipples, 
Uh, single now, ready to mingle as a professional athlete. We're not going to talk about the rate per game that he gets for the Radicals. That's for a different day. I haven't signed a contract yet. Brad Hamilton is gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna represent me. We're gonna. We're gonna start conversations. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. G. Yeah. yeah. You want Hamilton representing Look, you? We got a guy with a suit right here. Hey. You're going He's with the only one who's, who's offered. offered. <laughs> we're, we're, we're willing to get our Scalzone Brust logo on the Radicals jersey, so that could come with Alex G stipulations. If you need an agent, a G, I will throw my hat in the ring there. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I will Say goodbye to Matt you. Hamilton. You'd be a <laughs> damn fool to have him over Greg. Hilsey, the official and official nickname giver of the Scalzone Brust family, says Benny doesn't have a great track record with running and drinking. Well... If you got, if we did it at a actual track where it's like four times around as a mile, I imagine it'd be hard for me to cheat. The Seltzer Mile did come up on my Snapchat memories like two days ago. Uh, it was four years ago, uh, two days ago, that I snuck behind the ESPN Madison Alley uh, pretending to run a lap and drink a seltzer and then run a lap and then walk through the alley to try and slow down and not have to run. Bucks have won 16 straight. DeAndre Hopkins being floated out on the market. Eastside Derek tells us there's a Ninja Warrior setup at Sky Zone in Madison. Hmm? Hmm? I really got to start lifting some my body weight right now. That stuff Sadler, is hard. Sadler wants a corn maze run contest uh, with Chewy and Benny. <laughs> Another example of Ben cheating. I did cheat on that. Openly. Yeah. Um, and then lying we about it. that out when we talked about all the things he cheated on. We left yeah. that one out. There's that, too many to remember. We yeah. need Ron in the key to officially become the Scalzo and Brust historian <laughs> and just keep track of all this stuff and the dates and whatnot. Um, or Hilsey, whoever in the family wants to volunteer yeah. to be the historian, we would take it. I or do wanna, somebody new. I do want to talk to DeAndre Hopkins. We will get there. Apparently, he's making himself available for a second round, or he's being made available for a second round pick. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins do about $30 million. $30 million uh, this next year. But, of course, the option to uh, restructure his contract. Um, I think there's two stories here, two conversations to have. If you keep Aaron Rodgers, do you want that? DeAndre Hopkins trade. If you have Jordan Love, do you want that DeAndre Hopkins trade? We'll hit both of those conversations. Plus, we'll do some one or zero. It's all coming up. Scalzo and Bros presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. By the world's greatest beer, Bud Light, Ben Bruss, Greg Scalzo, Alex G running the show, Joshi DiMaggio holding it down at the Gruber Offices. One call, that's all studios at the Third Street Market Hall at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. You, the Scalzo and Bruss family today, calling, texting 844 3776. Brett and Eau Claire says he book reading contest between Ben Brust and Chewy to settle <laughs> supremacy there. I, I don't think either of them will. Uh, you know what? I could see Chewy as a book reader. I'm, I'm on my way. What does that mean? My girlfriend wants me to read books. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> How does that mean you're on your Do you know what on your way means? Yeah, like I'm on my way to like becoming a book reader. The reason is... <laughs> Do you have a book in mind that you would start with? No, but she does. And so my point what is, is it? I don't know. 
It's not about it's not about that. It's the idea that like I don't know. Maybe <laughs> cool. I have a little bit of Aaron Rodgers in me where he conforms cool. to what his girlfriends do. And I love hanging out with my girlfriend and we like, you know, hanging out and she wants to read <laughs> books sometimes, so I'm gonna read books. <laughs> What's so funny about bettering my mind? Huh, Josh? Probably the most action you I mean, do you hear time. yourself right now? This is the most preposterous thing. We, you just why would somebody I listen, who why I listen to you guys? What do you mean us? I've been telling you to We've read been, books for a while. Yeah, I'm pro. Forever. I'm pro this. I, my point I just, is, go ahead, Josh. This is the most boy who cried wolf of all time. Like, what's going to end up happening is his girlfriend's going to end up reading the book to him, <laughs> no. or he's going to listen to it on an audio bo- audio book. There's Gee, no more boys. Stop. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm all no, with the, you. I, I the hear visual it. of her reading a book to you <laughs> is funny. It's going to be a Tuck Dr. Seuss. Yeah. One fish, two fish, three fish. I think it's going to be more Ben's going to present himself as on his way as a book guy for the next year. I'm going to turn into LeBron James. 30 pages into a book. We'll learn all about how he's starting this book, and then he'll never talk about it. And we'll be like, did you finish that book? And he'll give us that No, I'll walk around with it. Or he'll give us that smile where he's deciding, am I going to lie to them or tell them the truth? I can be LeBron James. Greg, do we need to worry about the eventual world where Ben actually does read a book and then walks around being the book guy because he read one single book as a thirty-year-old man? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so because I'm not sure it's gonna. Com- is he's gonna complete the book? <laughs> like, I'm rooting for you. I hope it's true, but like, don't do the "I'm rooting for you" thing when you're not. <laughs> it, it comes off I, insincere. I, I, I've tried to get you to read. I've given you books that I thought would work for you, not even on the air. When have you given me a book? No, you're kidding. No, I'm not. I actually don't remember what books you gave me. <laughs> oh, there was one book you gave me. It was about the bank robber. Yes, that was a book that we, gave you, that we gave you. I feel like there was others that we suggested or offered or literally handed to you. We gave you the finally, first. Finally, like the Ted Lasso of books. You know what I mean? A good feel good, like, like heartwarming Find yourself the Ted Lasso books. <laughs> you see, you want what do you want, Mother Goose? Like goodness gracious! I mean, honestly, just read Harry Potter. You're a purported Harry Potter fan. That's not a bad idea. There's eighty percent of the book that like didn't make the movie, and like, do you think I'll like? I love I the movie. I think you'll like it because you like the movies. You know the characters. You're gonna be able to vi- envision it in your head more, and I think that like you'll it'll be like fun for you. The best part about I this is... Want, I can't believe that I want to talk to DeAndre Hopkins here. No, we're going to. But the best part about it is, is it's going to be... That my book reading is going to come full circle. Because in seventh grade, the first time I was in a reading class, the book report that I did was Harry Potter and the Sorcerer of Stone. Because you had to read a certain Sorcerer's, amount of pages. Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah, Sorcerer's whatever it is. Stone. Whatever it is, I had to read a certain amount of pages. So I chose that book so I wouldn't have to read multiple books. And then, you know, Spark noted it and watched the movie and was good to go. That's a bad teacher right there. I used to eat, eat lunch with her at lunch. Yeah, of course. That it, well, it explains so much. It explains so much. DeAndre Hopkins purportedly available for a second round pick. Uh, I'll give you what I think right off the top, and then I want to hear from the Scouts and Russ family, 844 770 And I want two answers. Would you trade a second round pick 
for DeAndre Hopkins if Aaron Rodgers returned? Would you trade a second-round pick for uh, DeAndre Hopkins if Jordan Love was the quarterback next season? Uh, I'm all in on DeAndre Hopkins if Rodgers is the guy. No chance am I giving up any draft capital if we're talking about Jordan Love uh, and uh, uh, in this uh, leading this Packers team next year. It's that simple for that, me. It's the only answer. The Packers would be foolish if Jordan Love was the quarterback to yep. be like, hey, we had Aaron Rodgers, you know, two MVP seasons. They didn't trade a second-round pick for anybody. Like, they were, they were in the conversation. They were in the mix. Well, this is Goody's guy, though. You could make the argument that if Goody is serious about love and thinks he's great enough to win now, you're giving him a bona fide number one to pair with Dobbs I and hear Watson. you, but that's still so disrespectful to what your organization and they would have, had. And they would have more cap to be able to afford a DeAndre Hopkins. Now, I think it's dumb because if you're going that Jordan Love route... Let him develop with the young guys. Just... Get as many good players on good contracts as possible into your organization. Because even if DeAndre Hopkins is going back to a top receiver in the NFL next year, Jordan Love, in his first year as a starter, is not in a position to win a Super Bowl with this team. And I think if you're bringing in Hopkins, you're bringing him in saying, what can he do in 2023? Just throwing 2024 to the wit. I was just going to say as well, it's, it's, it's a similar concept for a guy that's 29, 30 years old at the wide receiver position. Yes, he's an absolute stud, but does a stud want to keep being a stud where he's not going to have a chance to actually win deep in the playoffs? And I don't care if you think I'm wrong, the Packers aren't winning deep in the playoffs with Jordan Love if you're, if you're with DeAndre Hopkins. Like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is under contract through 2024 uh, for a pretty decent number, so you'd kind of be signing on for two years of Hopkins, but at 30 years old, you have to wonder where that Julio Jones line is, right? I mean, Julio Jones dropped off a cliff after that 2019 season, I want to say, before he went to... um, uh, before he got hurt in, in Atlanta in his last year, then went to Tennessee, and then obviously uh, uh, Tampa Bay. Like, you don't know where that is, and DeAndre Hopkins has had some injuries uh, there as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I think if Rodgers comes back, you restructure that contract, and you go and get DeAndre Hopkins, that's a big one. Yeah, and you Josh, still have Josh's the 2020 was the drop off, right? Just like uh, so, 2019 was his last good year. How old was he there, Joshy? Uh, if you could take a look at that, uh, I, I just if you have Hopkins, Rodgers, Watson, Dobbs, you figure out the tight end position, maybe through the draft, Josiah finally ascends as the Messiah that we all have known him. I don't like you when you say hopefully. Offensive line feels better with. Bakhtiari and, and, and Elton Jenkins having having Josh gotten their Myers. health back. Like, all of a sudden, JRJ. tell me why they're not a Super Bowl contender in that spot. And the only reason is because you don't think Aaron Rodgers is ever going to return to that MVP player that, that he's shown he can be. Um, or the other argument that I'm well aware of is Joe Barry. The belief that Joe Barry can't put together a top 10 defense to help them win a Super Bowl. Well, if that's then what the hell are we even doing? That's a good point. You know, but you have to have belief in something in a Super I know. Spot. I'm just saying. Like, I agree. Look, it's I, definitely a concern heading into 2023. Is is Joe Barry going to be able to figure it out? Because <laughs> they were running zone coverage for the first half of the season with guys running across the middle, and his own players were frustrated. And I think it took the frustration of Jair Alexander speaking out verbally to the media 
for Matt LaFleur to maybe get in his ear and say, hey, like, you know, maybe we should put our guys in situations because they're good in man coverage. And they finally changed it a little bit. Julio Jones, 31 years old in that drop-off season. A year away from where DeAndre Hopkins is now. Yeah, and in, in a year away from where Devontae Adams is. And so Julio it, Jones did deal with way more injuries throughout his career than, than D-Hop has. Really? I feel like the last cut, like this past season, now he got suspended yeah. for the first six games for PEDs. Then he got injured, so he didn't play very often. But he was injured last year too, right? It's just it's like one season. Like there is going to be some bang, but like yeah, but Julio he's get, Jones he's didn't old. finish a single season. It feels like those P those PED suspend suspension seasons. Those usually shorten careers pretty considerably because they're working so hard to get back. Their aged bodies, like that's always something to be concerned about. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Uh, Again, this, this all comes back to Aaron Rodgers. I don't know the it stats It all comes on back that, to 12. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 844-770-3776, the number to get into the show. Uh, it makes you think that, like, Jerry Rice having a 1,200-yard season at age 40 doesn't get talked about enough. No. Especially with all the rules that are in place now for wide receivers to be protected. I mean, 40 years old... Caught 92 balls for 1,200 yards, uh, seven tutties. That's insane. How did, can I just ask, how did you stumble upon the Jerry Rice 40 year old stats? Because Jerry Rice was Tom Brady before Tom Brady. He was Wayne Gretzky. Like, Were you just looking up of, longevity of, of wide receivers or something? No, I knew Jerry Rice had this. Because if you look at every stat in wide receiver, like no one will ever catch Jerry Rice the same way no one will ever catch Wayne Gretzky. Um, so I just looked up Jerry Rice to see when his last 1,000 yard season was. It was at age 40. Age 41. He had 63 catches for 869 yards. What? Age 39, 83 catches, uh, 1,200 yards, nine touchdowns. Like, the dude was just an absolute animal. Tom Brady's top five all-time for receiving yards after the age of 40. Ah, what a, what a drop-in by G there. Yeah, yeah. What are, who are the four ahead of him other than Jerry Rice? Don't know. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't matter. He's top five. Goat. Do you want DeAndre Hopkins? If... Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. Do you want him for a second-round pick if Jordan Love is the quarterback? Plus, we'll have some one or zeros. It's Gals and Ross presented by Bud Light. Thursday on Scalzo and Bruss, presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. He is big-time bowling champion Benny Bruss, taking down, wiping the floor with Jesse Nelson. I'm Greg Scalzo. I just said that because I know he's driving to us right now, listening. Uh, I'm Greg Scalzo. Alex G. Joshi DiMaggio running the show for us uh, across ESPN Wisconsin. you the Scalzo and Bruss family calling, texting 844-770-3776. Uh, the official unofficial HVAC guy of the Scalzo and Bruss family says, way to go, Benny. Beating the hall monitor at his own game. Jesse sure likes to talk is it bowling, and then can't even back it up. Go monitor some halls. Jesse, you suck at everything. Agree. Strong agree, actually. Let's get to some one or zeros. Are you a one or a zero? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Are you a yes or a no? There's no such thing as a gray area. Life is binary. It's just a one or a zero. 
It's a Grateful Dead Thursday, so we'll do a special three-way one or zero. Greg Scalzo, Ben Bruss, Joshi DiMaggio, your competitors for one or zero. How do you like that? Wow. I was not ready. Alex G is your host. He asks us a question. We say one for yes, zero for no. There is no gray area. G, take it away. I can't wait until the Brewers game ends, and then Josh has to run in the other room in the middle of the segment. Illinois basketball player Michael Mayer returned to practice yesterday after being sick for a few days with caffeine poisoning because he drank five monster energy drinks while playing video games on Sunday uh, you knew caffeine poisoning existed. Greg, we'll start with you. Uh, zero, I didn't know that caffeine poisoning existed, but I feel like if you have too much of anything, you're poisoned by it. And I also, if you told me that you could drink too many Monster Energy drinks and you'd end up in the hospital, I would I would have said one for that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a zero. I didn't know caffeine poisoning existed, but I've had like an energy drink and I've just had one of them on its own. And I've woken up in the middle of the night with my heart beating out of my chest. Off of just one? Yes. Yeah, so I can't imagine, or maybe maybe it was mixed in with some, you know, some different stuff. <laughs> but I think the most interesting thing is Michael Mayer should be kicked off the team for making such a bad decision. The answer is one, because I have heard how much he makes from an NIL perspective. The fact that he is making money as a college athlete, what's up? Keep oh going. yeah, the the fact that he's making. Hundreds of thousands of dollars being an NIL athlete. He played at Baylor, won a national title, and now he's just like, ah, eh, I got my money. Like this is this that's an issue. I would be livid. Who would want to be a college coach nowadays? Going around, getting kids in the transfer portal, paying them all this money, and they're sitting out because they had too many energy drinks? Well, the paying the money thing, I don't think the coach should mind because he's still getting his. I'll also say this. What's weird is that's what you have to worry about as a coach now as opposed to like going out late at night and causing all sorts of trouble on an off day. Josh, Good point. I, I had no idea that caffeine poisoning existed. I do think he should be kicked off the team. I'm just fascinated by the absolute amount of gamer brain that this kid has where it's like he I heard him in an interview say something to the tune of I like hitting the caffeine euphoria that I get through monster energy drinks like what do you mean? What are you talking about? What is, that just sounds like you're poisoning yourself. You just don't understand, It's unbelievable. Josh. It's just unbelievable that somebody who competes, it like, and it has to know about their body and their health and their nutrition, just decided, I'm going to hammer down five monsters and play some COD with the boys. Strength and conditioning coach should be on the hook for this one. What are zero elite athletes do take care of their bodies? I mean, one, because it's literally a part of their jobs. But you, especially, like, you hear all the stories about NBA guys loving candy and, like, not, like, eating junk food. Um, I mean, look, Joe Thomas will tell you it probably wasn't the healthiest for him to have to keep on all that weight that he had mm -hmm. as an offensive lineman when you're, Very like, true. forcing yourself there. Um, but ultimately, when you have professionals working with you every day, I'm still going to say one against the average human being. Yeah, I'm going to say one because if you just look at some of the specimens that are out there, like, they don't just get jacked by eating candy. They get jacked by going to the weight room, eating a massive meal, and then also eating a lot of candy because they work out a ton and they can get by with it. Joshy? On aggregate, I would, I would say athletes are closer to Tom Brady than they are to... Like what the offensive linemen do had to have to keep up their their a wrestler. Are, a special situation. 
Yeah, but there's just so many situations where you see guys that are absolutely psychotic about their dietary restrictions. Well, I would say it like this. Everybody is an elite athlete that we're talking about, so they automatically take care of their body. (laughs) But then it's probably just like any other workspace where you have the people that actually eat healthy on their own. You've got the people that like eat Uh junk food on their own. Like, I'm sure there's all different different folks. A Bolivian man allegedly survived being lost in the Amazon rainforest alone for a month while consuming only insects, worms, and his own urine. What a zero. (laughs) You would consume insects, worms, and your own urine to survive. I think I'm a one here. The insects, worms, all that stuff, easy. I'm surprised he couldn't find a clean water source. Or if he was like backpacking out there, is that the deal? He was on a hunting. He, he was on a hunting trip, and he got separated. I thought about this same angle, Greg. The thing is, the uh, the Bacteria. bugs that are in water. But I was gonna yeah. say though, if you're out in the outdoors like that, you need like a life straw. Like they make like water bottles or straws that right. like filters out anything bad for that for that now if i didn't have it and like if you're like near like if you need it i think i could figure out a way to drink your you know my own but are, the, are you the able to produce part, urine if you're not drinking water i mean to a certain degree yeah but the worst part is is it's not going to be like watered down yeah it's not gonna be hydrated water no it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be the nasty, smelly nasty yellow 100 <laughs> percent. yeah but you could probably filter it out on your own. You know what I mean? I mean, I want to. I want to say one because, like, at the end of the day, I'm gonna keep fighting. Yeah, I'm gonna keep fighting. It's gonna suck. That's way worse to me than like, like if I had water source and just had to eat bugs and you know and whatnot. Like I could do it. I wouldn't be thrilled yeah, about they it. They do it but in I Lion King. It. Timon and Pumbaa. They just eat insects. Hakuna Matata. Cool. <laughs> Where's Jesse Nelson when you need him? I guess coming up next. Uh, you would fend off a wild pig to stay alive. One or zero. Oh, this is more you could. Yeah, I could yeah. take down a wild pig for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll create a spear out of some, some wood. <laughs> take that thing right in the neck. I just think even hand-to-hand combat, like I could take down a wild pig. For I sure. mean, you, you also can take down <laughs> DK Metcalf. Who else are you taking down? No, DK's strong. I don't think I said DK. Uh, Derrick Henry, you said you could beat up. Was he being a baby or something? I know you said Derrick Henry. (laughs) I might might have been wrong on that one. Um, Yeah, I... uh, Might have? I think a wild pit. You just got to get the positioning and wrestle it down like a gator. Put it into a headlock. They're not smart animals. (laughs) What's so funny? This is... This is just also simple. You grab him by the neck, you twist it, he's dead. No, What's I don't, the big I don't deal? twist it. I would have to suffocate him. Do, do, do pigs have thumbs? Wild? <laughs> no, but wild pigs yeah, are he's not gonna be able to grab like, me. tough and resilient yeah, and they're problematic in those situations. That's fine. Yeah. I'll beat the crap out of it. I'm Italian. That's how, Believe me, we've been doing that for thousands and thousands of years. Killing wild Punch boars. Punch it right in its dumb snout. Yeah. Things so, dumb for. Some pork, some ribs. Be good. Uh, Is that yeah, Give me we, one more, G. Okay, okay, we got one more. Um, a company has created cell phone attachments that users or that uses sensors and silicone molds that allows couples to perform virtual kisses that provide real physical intimacy for long-distance relationships. One or zero. You would kiss a phone attachment if you were away from your significant other long Zero. Yeah, zero. This, is, too this weird. is the worst. Yeah. It's also like fake. Like no one will ever do this. This is not, it's not going to be a thing. I would short this company so hard if I could. 
All right. How do you know the public? Probably not. This is probably just them trying to get some publicity for some random thing. One or zero long distance relationships never work. Zero, but I'd probably say 75, 25 don't. It's one or zero, man. Yeah, I I said zero because you say never. You say never. I'm a zero there, too. I would actually probably say it's more like 95, 5, 98, 2 doesn't work to works, but I, I still think there are those rare things out Splitting there. Splitting hairs right now. Yeah, I'm with you. You're saying 25% of long-distance relationships 25 or 10, we can split the difference. Maybe it's 17 and a half. 25 or 5 or 2 is where I settled. It's a pretty big difference. I wouldn't say that's splitting a hair. It's yeah, I'm just a hopeless romantic. You're not. That's you. Speaking of being a hopeless romantic, I became a hopeless romantic when I went to Chalmers Jewelers to get the uh, engagement ring for my now wife. And they were so good to me there, I go back time after time. Whether it's for an anniversary, a birthday, the birth of our daughter, they take care of me because I can talk to them. That's the best part about uh, working with Chalmers Jewelers. If you're ready to take that next step with that special someone in your life, Chalmers is going to talk with you. They're going to design a ring with you, and they're going to educate you about what you're buying, why it costs what it costs, and they're going to put you at ease. Available to talk to you, answer any questions, locally owned for so many years. Garrett Chalmers, Scott Chalmers, family-owned business. Why does it matter? Because that's a big expense. That's a big investment in your future. It's an important decision to make. Don't just go with anybody go with Chalmers trust me trust Tausch Chalmers Jewelers they do it better than anybody else in the area they do it all under one roof when it comes to custom uh, jewelry uh, control every step of the process you get the highest quality piece of jewelry at the lowest possible price only at Chalmers Jewelers Middleton downtown Madison Chalmers Jewelers dot com Jesse Nelson joins us next to talk about one of the biggest failures of his life earlier today that's next it's Galsman Bros presented by Bud Light